At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. The s and Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 260 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven and Danny are here tonight. What's going on, Danny? Not much. Lots going on this week with sports. Uh, lots been going on. Football's right around the corner. Hockey and uh, basketball bubbles are going full swing. We'll get into that a little later. And unfortunately, baseball's in full swing as well. Todd, uh, got a Todd father is home, baby. Ugh. You better get a coming home video. Yeah. Ugh. You know what I found weird? Um, a little side baseball note is players that have returned to team, like, cities this season have gotten welcome back videos really oh, yeah right. there's been like like if they switch teams like i don't know right. who was a big free agent that switched teams during the well i'm sure tonight Baumgartner is supposed to get one because he's back in san Francisco. yeah something like that right but like who's watching the video well they'll put it on social like you're at the game kind of right but just still Rush just a gesture since everybody's at the game. They know he's back, so he'll be watching it kind of thing. So the PR guy can't just send him a text and be like, here you go. This is the video we made for you? Eh, I think it's more of a gesture gesture thing. I don't know. It's weird. And the Mets are asking about tickets for next year already. But Well, the funniest thing, I don't know if you watched any of the Mickey today. Did you see uh, Jason um, Resnick uh, running into the uh, wall today? I haven't seen anything today. All right. Well, he ran into the wall. He's he was okay, but he was like concussed. Like concuss- obviously not concussed, concussed. But he was he had a cobweb shaking a little bit, and like he got up, and then the PA announcer played the audible clapping. So it was rather funny. Cause <laughs> it was just like we all know that no one's obviously at the games. <laughs> so he gets up, and then the guy just hit play, and there was like a standing ovation for him that he's okay, kind of thing. Uh, that was pretty funny. Well, that was like the other night. Um, Miguel Cabrera got his 2,000th hit and did a curtain call. Right. <laughs> with no I think, But, like, I think with that, it's just them being funny about it and just... I think everyone's just having fun with it at this point. Right. I think I think with that, it's just them having fun. Like, the other night, um, for the Giants scrimmage, they played it on NBC4. wasn't worth watching, but if you miss football whatever go ahead watch it was funny like you saw the defense players and offense players like obviously since they were separate teams running out of the tunnel and the guys were like giving the let's go wave up like get your get your butts up kind of thing hmm. coming out of the tunnel so that was I, I caught someone doing that and i thought that was pretty funny um <clears throat> my friend ed posted on twitter the other day i'm shocked the met cardboard cutouts haven't left the stadium yet yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I can't find it, but there was a game over the weekend. Yeah, it was in Boston. The fan yeah. interference? Yeah. <laughs> like... A cardboard fan just flew away. <laughs> 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 
Jeez. It's crazy what's going on with it. And some teams aren't even doing it, which is kind of cool. Which is okay. Whatever. Right? Yeah, like the Yankees have the tarp around the whole uh, lower bowl. The Phillies, I'm not sure what they were doing, but I know in the outfield over the weekend, um, they had cutouts of the flyer players. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw that. I I know I know they do have a they do have the cut up boards, and then like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if Ben agree, uh, heard it too, but they had fans chilling out where the like there's like a little gate area, like a like a visible gate, and they were would air horn every time they were, the Phillies would get an out or a hit. So that was pretty annoying when the Mets were playing them. But I don't know if they stopped doing it. But they were there the whole series. So from the first pitch to the last pitch. And it's just like, can someone shut them up? Typical Philly kind of thing. Right. But it's good to see someone doing it. Listen. Them being creative at least with that. Most of the teams are just trying to be creative with it. Trying to figure right. something out. That's well, it yeah. It's it. not really the Phillies that are doing it. It's just the fans found a like, little loophole doing it. So good on their part. Yeah. Good for them, good for them. All right, cool. So let's get into our uh, Twitter topics for the week. All right. So as of right now, there's a lot of basketball Twitter topics, um, like Giannis and Tyler Hero. That's I, I believe it's their game two of their of the second round between the Bucks. So that's been a really fun game. One was really fun with uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler just being able to go off and just being what. Everybody knows Jimmy Butler is. You know what I mean? Jimmy Butler isn't that high enchilant all-star, but he can get stuff done if if he's given the right opportunity. I know he's bounced around the uh, couple couple teams here and there over the last couple of years because of uh, culture and all the other, is he a good teammate, is he not a good teammate type of thing. So there's two. There's Tyler Hero, the star rookie from the Heat, and Giannis. Apparently Giannis uh, took a dive or some sort of, like, go for a ball. That's the top That's the top video from Poop Central just now. So uh, that's it. And then there's this one gif. There's uh, memes that all Giannis does is drive uh, H- uh a halfback dive, so they showed the halfback dive. Uh-huh. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so that's about it. Manu yeah, Sunil is being started. released. I see that. Did you see this thing <clears throat> with the uh, with the uh, boneless wings? Uh, no. Which one was that? Okay, so I forgot what city it was in. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick for you. I think it was like. Lincoln City, it looks like Philadelphia. Some guy, oh, a Nebraska resident in Lincoln, okay? He went to the city council and wants to rename boneless chicken wings. And he made a whole argument under the fact of they're basically just chicken tenders. And the wing, and what we're telling children is the wings have no bones, <laughs> Yeah, basically it is glorified chicken nuggets. He did the same after years. So, um, I agree with this guy. I was watching it and I was like, this guy makes a very good point here. Right. And everyone's calling him the hero that everybody needs. 
No, I, I agree with him. I agree with him. Um, it's not on the topics, but the Yankees, and uh, we'll get into it later, but number 14, Jordan Montgomery, off to a rough start with the uh, Rays as of right now. They can't beat the Rays. No, oh, they really can't. Last night was their, I'm pretty sure their first one. So, oh yeah, but they got heated, and we'll talk about that later, but they got heated last night. It's turning into a good rivalry the last couple of years, especially with the Red Sox being so dead this year, basically punting. So it's good to see the Yankees have some sort of rivalry, and they obviously haven't been playing well because of the injuries. But, yeah, it, the, the Rays are the team that, like, if you don't really have a team to root for, they would be that good team to be like, all right, they, they're the Rays, man. Like, they're, they're that team that come playoff time. You're going to watch them. Right. You'll be like, I don't know anybody on, I don't really know anybody on here, but I am going to check them out. I well, they, they they're like, they're like the Mets with the, the pitching, what the pitching was in 15 kind of thing. And they, if they get any sort of the hitting that they've been getting so far, any sort of that aspect of things, they could easily make a run for it. Right. Um, I'm not really earth shattering saying that but i wouldn't it wouldn't be a shocker if we're like oh the rays are in the AL, alcs or even the world series because the way they have their management they manage their team it's almost next to perfect in terms of small market as far as small market teams go so it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep it up the pitching and everything in terms of that but let's let's hold on let me get Let's get Jordan Montgomery's stat line real quick. Doing it for Francesa real quick. There it is. It's 4 nothing around the top of the third. Uh, obviously, you know that because you're listening to it either in the morning or the next day. But, yeah. Pitching. Jordan Montgomery. Oh, two-thirds thir- two of an inning. Ouch. Yes. Thirds of an inning, two home runs and four home runs. So, Booney had enough. <laughs> so, so, what else we got on Twitter? Twitter. Let's see. Um, yeah, it's really a lot about the the basketball game and a lot of political stuff tonight. But how about how about this? Have you been watching Hard Knocks? We could talk about Hard Knocks. For I now. have not. I am. I've watched two episodes, and that's it. Right. Um, you're not obviously. You're not missing much. Um, this season, obviously, because it's weird it's, to watch. You're basically just right. Right. It. Um. And rightfully so. We haven't mentioned um the whole, the whole big topic last week since we didn't record last week. Um. But last week was, this week's uh, hard knocks episode was basically the episode of them wanting to cancel practices and try to figure out what to do on helping the Black Lives Matter movement and just get awareness of what what the players are feeling inside of seeing uh, police brutality going on in their communities. Um, like The most earth-shattering clip of this week's Hard Knocks was, um, I don't recall which person showed uh coach mcveigh what 
the actual video and you could just it was just earth shattering to coach McVay McVay I'm sorry and it was just one of those like yeah crap man like something's got to give on both sides of the aisle and so, like it's just like he was just shell shocked for a good 15 20 minutes and it was genuine it wasn't like I'm playing it up for hard knocks it was just one of those like I can't believe what I just watched kind of thing um, so it's like it's just a human feeling of like what is really going on and if you like take the political stuff out of it which is hard to do obviously because that's just how the climate is right now. Um, if you take that out, there at the end of the day, uh, it's just you and me are white guys that thankfully never had to handle or be put in a situation like our black friends or our Spanish friends or any non-white friend would have to go through. And I'm sure if we pulled most of those guys up, I'm sure some of them have a story that will like just shake us to the core of like really that like I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that kind of thing so basically that was what hard knocks was this week and rightfully so having it um obviously with all the major sports um taking a night off because of it it it, it needed to be talked about and i think for me the biggest thing because you this show's been very pro Dom Smith this whole entire season and even before the season started and just watching Dom Smith crying the night before they canceled the game crying in the post game and and before the season started he he had like a whole half hour special with uh, Steve Gelbs talking about the climate of like what it is to be a black man in the country in, in major league baseball and he still faces racism to the, to this day in the South every now and then. Like he didn't get ordered on or something something crazy for like a good chunk of time, and you can just tell it was some sort of racism towards it. And he was with his white teammates and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things. Like we're still going through it in 2020, and we we all need to be able to listen and learn and just just try to coexist even though that's hard to do in 2020 coexist and just i don't know it's it's a lot easier said than done obviously but i don't know something's got to give you're 100 percent right there of course you know it's got to give and we'll talk about it in a little bit but like the players did the right thing last week and that's my right. opinion on it the players did 100 percent the right thing um and I, and I, I want to credit Vin with this. And um, Vin last week, when the whole speculation, the whole speculation of do the Mets not play? Do they not? Don't play? Do they do play? Because we didn't know up to literally game time what the Mets were doing. And then so speaking Mets, by the way, um, ten minutes ago, they officially announced that Tom Seaver has passed away. Oh no! Really? Oh, so twenty twenty sucks, man. Yeah, but there's a difference. We knew Tom Seaver. Yeah, but we just oh man, seriously, damn, that's sad. That's a oh yep, the Como two minutes ago. Damn, 
that's a bummer. So, sorry to bring a bummer on what, uh, yeah, oh, it's, I'm glad you told me I wasn't looking at my phone. Oh, that's, damn, sad. Very sad day. And the, and the thing with Seaver, obviously you and me never saw him play or pitch, but just the stories our dad and family members, just just being historians of the Mets, just what this guy meant to the Mets. It's just obviously a sad day. We watched him when he was a broadcaster for a team and everything like that, but damn. Rest in peace, franchise. That's that's sad news because we can I can guarantee you that Tom Seaver is if not both of our parent dads and parents his first favorite athlete I would be really shocked yeah it's uh it's sad news like I said it stinks because it was one of those ones that we knew was coming anyway um they basically removed him from everything at the beginning of the year yeah, last oh. year he had dementia. They last year he quote unquote retired from public eye, and then we obviously missed him last year when they did the fiftieth anniversary of uh, the '69 Mets. Bam. Sad. Um, but now you definitely have to put the now now the oh they're already doing it right. What is it for next year? Yeah, the... they're already doing the. Sh- did the street right they, they did, did the, the street, street and they're putting the um the statue the, yeah they're supposed to do the statue i don't know what happens now with all the whole covid situation of like how the progress is going with that but i would hope uh hopefully opening day in 2021 that that gets opened that uh gets unveiled especially now that he passed away now you have to get it for well it's well it's in the hands of makers So, um, yeah, that just stinks, you know. The memories of just seeing him on the field at all times. the Him throwing to Piazza to close Shea and open City Field, of course, will always be memories, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, like you said, we never really got to watch him play with all the stories, you know. There's a few highlights here and there that we glimpse, and it's just the Mets' first first uh, All Star. That first guy, obviously, it's his nickname uh, the franchise. But just, damn, sad. Yeah. So, um, I know you were in the middle of saying something, but yeah, this was just bigger news right now. Um, right. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, that stinks. I don't even know what where to go from there. How do how do you keep going from there? You know. Oh yeah, let's just yeah let's just wrap up the segment. <laughs> <laughs> the S and D podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course S and D Blog dot com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate review. And, of course, share with all your family and friends. 
All right, so um, last week, of course, we had some lots of more world things happening, um, craziness happening in the world, kind of similar. We were kind of talking about we need the changes and the Dom Smith thing you were mentioning and taking the knees and all that fun stuff. And a lot of people gave a lot of players a lot of crap and, you know, Danny, we talk, you and I talk about this all the time. We're doing this, what, almost eight years now? Right. Um, using our platform to do things, right? So there's nothing I respect more than the players coming out and being like, yeah, we need to take a break. Maybe somebody will notice something. Maybe by us stopping, they'll notice something. Now, do I think two days is going to do anything? I don't. Right. I don't think so at all. Um, And I forgot, again, I apologize if they end up listening to this and they're the ones that tweeted this but somebody tweeted it out and it's crazy to think back right in march we started hearing about the whole covid thing right but nobody was really taking it seriously in in america and then right in the middle of march the ncaa announced the conference tournaments were were stopping they canceled the ncaa tournament hockey Basketball and baseball all stopped. That's when everybody started noticing COVID. Yep. Right? And that's when the whole country was like, holy hell, this may actually be serious. We need to pay attention to what's going on. And everybody, everything else started falling into place with the with everything shutting down, the economy, everything, right? And then I said this to a friend with the with the George Floyd thing. Everybody would have reacted on social media if the sports was still going on, but nothing would come about it. It wouldn't. You wouldn't have had the protests. You may have gotten one or two protests, and that's about it. And then it would have just th- went away, just like it has in the past, just like all the other events have in the past, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing here, right? So what yeah, did no. the athletes do? Use their platform like they need to, to literally say, hey, listen, change needs to happen. And and obviously they 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 they're all aware that they can all do so much, but they're finally using their platform in such a way of all right. Let me do this. Let me let me be the the voice of the little boy that lives in Oakland. I've just one of the areas that popped up in my head first. Obviously, that I know that it's very very African-American populated. Um, that boy can't get my sneaker, but he still looks up to me and he sees what's going on. And I'm going to be able to say X, Y, and Z. And that person's going to be like, you know what? That's that that's LeBron. Like, let's just say LeBron, because let's face it, he's the what LeBron says normally goes. Um, just with that certain stuff, like, like that's what I feel like with um us loving sports. Pretty much every sport except hockey. I mean, even hockey's doing a fantastic job. Um, most of, especially basketball and football, they're so African American, quote unquote, black person heavy in like. Mm-hmm the leagues are like that how 
how can I not want to try to help them out and support them? That you just like the biggest hypocrite in the face of the world, and it's just basically just shut up and dribble and, and entertain me clown kind of thing. And people forget people forget that they're also human too. Granted, they get paid a lot more, a lot more than we all wish we could get paid for. But it's just one of those things that's like that's how I feel about everything. Like they have a right to say it. Um, I can remember a couple of years ago with Kaepernick, like you and me both said, um, we don't agree with it. We would never take a knee or not do the national stand up for the national anthem, but we do understand. Like everybody's different. They everybody has a different view on to the country and I don't need to give you a history book. You all know this country if you if you just open your eyes and just open watch movies or just read stories and everything like that. As much as we love to publicize that America is great and everything like that, which it obviously is. If you ask the just your average African American person, African American they're going to tell you a different story and how can you not listen to them? You know what I mean? That's basically my at work. I'm basically the minority. Like I have obviously have no problem with it, but I'm basically the minority. And like, I've learned a lot through a lot of Africa about African American culture and their customs and their things. And like, if I was at work right now, like I would take what everything they would say and, like listen to them and like try to grow from like things because that's the biggest problem is us as white people every now and then we just like just bash it away and like just like all right well we'll put our knee we'll put our knee uh, we'll do the black screen like when uh george floyd uh got murdered just it is what it is like i think as a whole we just have to do a better job with that and i think with the nba and and all the other sports, like, I know a lot of people didn't like it. Obviously, they lean towards more of the right side of things. But for whatever reason, there's just a huge disconnect. And most people that disagree with certain situations are too blind to open up their eyes and ears and, like, understand why they're doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and honestly, that, that's the biggest problem. And honestly, um, what was it? Um, shout out to the Major League Baseball teams right. for stopping because Manford said nothing. The league itself did nothing. The team yeah. stepped up. The NHL Player Association went to the league and said, hey, this is what needs to be done for the next two days. The NFLPA did the same thing. The NBA PA did the same thing. The, and the and the leagues agreed to it. Major League Baseball, the teams just got out the field. And and what I also like the NBA doing, um, they're they're having their arenas become polling areas with with voting with election year. But the problem with and I I I know we're not a political show, and I'm not being political. I'm just being honest about. You can vote for Donald Trump. You can vote for Joe Biden. You can vote for 
whoever you want to vote for. But you got to make it a yearly habit. You can't just vote every four years and think everything is okay. You got to vote on the years that, all right, it's not a president or there isn't a like a governor or senator election. You got to still like understand what's going on in your neck of the woods, and that's how everything is gonna. That's how everything. That's the first step of the government. You gotta like know what's going on in your neck of the woods and want to understand and know what's going on there, and then you go up to each step because each step obviously equally important but it like gets less of an effect of you and and people need to realize that like yeah this year is great if everybody goes out and votes not saying which way to vote because you got to do what you got to do and what you feel right but you got to do it yearly and if like i'm i'm guilty as it i'm guilty of it as well i could probably count the times i voted and like other than that (laughs) I'll never forget that. Um, what year was that, Steve? The Lighthouse Project. Oh, two thousand nine. Me and my dad were. Me and my dad were like probably the only people there. Like that was like the craziest things. Obviously, we wanted the Lighthouse, but, but like that, like that just goes to show you just if used right, you, it's a beautiful thing, and like. People got to realize, yeah, everybody needs to go out and vote November. Duh, that's a given. But they have to do it the year after, and the year after that, and the year after that. And be vocal in their local governments on top of the bigger, obviously, the bigger governments. That's my two cents with that. But, yeah, uh, we, we all have to do better. Yeah. Um... At the end of the day, change does have to be made, and it's time, right? Um, and the best, the quote was Morgan Freeman. You know, he literally said, "You want me to stop calling you white? Stop calling me black." <laughs> right, and we, and we missed the whole uh, bitch ass white boy uh, situation to, towards Luca the other day. Right. Um. Like. We can't. We can never compare bitch ass white boy to the N word in any given day of the week. But and they and, play, and I guarantee you, if there wasn't a bubble, that gets said probably four times a, a game, on a regular right. basis. But it's not right. Like we've, I, I, I played a lot of basketball growing up. I'm not sure if you did or didn't. But playing in the park or just playing in leagues and stuff. You, you know it wasn't a nice I love you bro kind of comment um, and, and the player I forgot the, the player that said it but the next game he apologized and it was over it should have been over with but in no way shape or form they're on the same level but should he have said it obviously not but it's one of those things it's just it's it's like we, we all have to figure something out and we're we're unfortunately, it's gonna take time, and it's gonna it's gonna take time, sadly. Yep, hundred percent. But um, on the field, baseball. On the field, yeah. Let's let's like tonight's been a total downer. <laughs> it's been really, it's been really lucky with this episode. So um, um, we're not even done yet. We haven't even got into Black Panther. 
Uh, I know, I know. That's that's. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, the Mets on the field um, finally won a game today. Yeah, they finally won a game today. Um, who would have thought after sweeping the Yankees, uh, both games Friday. on Friday, and then everybody would have thought it, Danny. <laughs> obviously we didn't think it but it was awesome and then obviously the weirdness of the Mets being the technically the home team and getting a walk off at those were the, stadium those will forever be the greatest calls inning. of all time what those calls will forever be great the right and the Mets are pouring out of why are they part? Oh, that's right. They're in gray yeah, Gar- as Gary, the home team. Gary was like, and the Mets tailed in. The Mets win the ball game. <laughs> um, they're pouring off the field. Uh, Gary actually, actually had a rough day. I don't know if you today. listened to um, Howie's call. I didn't. It wasn't Howie. It was um, McCar- McCarty, right? Is that who's with him now? No, uh, Wayne Randazzo. Right, Randazzo. Randazzo was calling that inning. Um, and then he goes, Ahmed Rosario hits a home run to give the Mets the win. Yeah, Gary did the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, uh, like nobody remembered. I was like, I'm so confused what's happening. And then, so I got I guess we got to bring this up because this is becoming a huge topic with all the the rain delays and the and the right. protests last week. Seven innings. Um, I'm obviously not a fan of it. But Listen, if the Mets play the... once every five days, seven innings, so Jake can play right. only every five days and seven innings, the Mets would win every week, one game a right. week. Right, and the Mets <laughs> messed that up, man. Last week, the... Jake should have started a seven inning. Jake should have started a... one of those doubleheader games. Um, But that's here or there. But, like, I, I'm still trying to get used to it. Like, obviously, our minds for watching baseball – legit watching baseball for 25 years granted we've like always like we're cognizant of it but like legit watching over around 25 years to 20 years whatever range everybody's in it's always been nine innings unless you're in little league or high school baseball and collegiate and all that other stuff but when you're watching major league baseball it's nine innings and your mind just like takes a loop like oh crap it's a seven inning game this we got to get something going right now kind of thing, you know. Um, obviously, sat- what happened Saturday night? I know the Mets lost, but it was just one of those <laughs> things. What didn't happen? Was that the game? Was that the game Batanzas threw the Right, 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 right. Thank you. Batanzas <laughs> blew the game, and then the next day he went well, on the IL. They said it, and, like, Gary, Keith, and Ron, I'm watching the game, they all said it, and they're like, no idea why the Yankees aren't because it went to was it extras or the seventh inning? No, no, this was a regular. It was a regular game. Okay, so it was the ninth inning, and the Yankees got the first guy on. And or was it or did they go to extras? No, it was it was extras, I believe. So if it was extras, they had a guy on second to start the inning. Remember, because of this stupid rule, the new stupid rule. So they bo- all say. You would think, with the Yankees knowing how bad Dylan Patanzas is at fielding a baseball. Oh, no, it was the bottom of the ninth that they won the game. Right. I knew it was a walk-off. All right, all right. Um, so they must have got their leadoff guy on, and they said, you're two guys away from Brett Gardner, basically. 
with how bad the with with all the injuries and how much the Yankees know Batanzas is terrible at fielding the ball. Why not bunt, right? So he got one of the guys out, and then he gave up a line drive, uh, opposite field like line drive to whoever came up, and the guy got to third. They showed bunt, and Batanzas threw a wild pitch over the guy's head, right? And the guy scored. Because he knew it, too, because they were going to do a safety squeeze. Right. They were planning the safety squeeze, so he knew he would have to field. So the Yankees knew exactly what they were doing. And and the, and the and Ramos, that's right, Ramos hit a pinch hit home run to tie the game up. And then, yep, tie the game up, and then Batezas blew it. But honestly, let's also talk about the Yankees, since it's a local show. Uh, Luke Voigt has been red hot and he's been on one of the few Yankees that were, he's playing hurt still and he's still finding a way to produce every day, which has been huge, obviously with the amount of Yankees on the injured list. So uh, then the sweet on then Sunday, I did not, thankfully I wasn't watching the first game where the Mets blew the nine, (laughs) the nine to two lead. And just like, like, why is Jared Hughes starting that inning? And then we, why are we not giving Diaz a clean inning? We, we, we should know better to not do it. And then the, it was seven to two lead. I'm sorry. It was a seven to two lead. And not then, even on top of that. What I don't understand is who was stupider than Brody to apparently call the Mets and say, we're interested in Diaz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> During the trade deadline day, like no one that that was just <laughs> fodder of like oh yeah definitely okay that that was that had to be bull. I don't know. I don't know if it was. It, but then it's the old uh, Peterson. I'm gonna fix Victor Zambrano in 15 minutes. Well, I also think that the Wolpon said. Don't do much. Because right. at the end of the day, if everything goes according to plan, which for 33 years and 32 years we know with the Mets it never does, right. Steve Cohen will be an owner before free agency starts. Right. And and that's the funny thing is this episode has been such a downer. We can't even <laughs> talk about that. Um <laughs> And then it was funny. It was uh, for another Yankee tab tidbit for the last game was that Gary Sanchez was the first pitch hitter to hit a grand slam for the Yankees to uh, take the lead. In extras. Yeah, quote-unquote like extras. And then it, how cool would it have been because um, Wilson Ramos came up as a pinch hitter the following inning. That would have been cool if, with the bases loaded, how cool would that would have been? Back-to-back pinch hit catchers hitting grand slams to back-to-back innings. That would be, that would have been something to see. But Gary mentioned that the other day. So Anthony Recker put this out on Twitter today. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ramos is so bad back there. There's no excuse, Ram. That's bad. Square up and try. Flinching and being worried about getting hurt blocking a ball is not very catcher-like. I don't know, but Wilson Ramos, okay, yeah, he hit some big home runs, okay? I get it. Right. But he is 
terrible behind the plate. Right. And and we've got this that sign last season when our two best pitchers wanted Thomas Nito and Thomas Nito basically be their catcher. Yeah. And just but we're like we we can't cuz he's hitting close to 300. We 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 need the production in the lineup. Um but yeah, yeah, we 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 know Wilson Ramos isn't the best defensive catcher we're just gonna have to suck it up and deal with it as much as it sucks and we'll complain about it has he been doing enough offensively recently he has been doing a little bit more can he be doing a little bit more yeah obviously we they all can as the Mets basically let's let's face it other than Comforto who would you oh Comforto and Cano uh we need to Robbie Cano is about to win a batting title in a, in a yeah, Robbie Cano season. was batting around <laughs> To uh, 380 right now. <laughs> He's so, leading the league in hitting. <laughs> right. And the Conforto today driving in all the runs today, basically. Conforto's uh, having a great season. But, like, see, this is the great thing about having a 60-game season. We've seen Conforto do these things. Michael Conforto is actually sixth in in baseball on average. Yeah. That's awesome. Which just, we know how sh- us, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we all know how streaky he is. So he has one more month to what's, where, stay hot. What's Robbie Cano's number? So, he's not even on here. Yeah, he's around 280 this morning. <laughs> uh, we're going into the game today. Really? So, yeah. But he's tied on the team with home runs, so it's okay. This guy, there was a statistic that he has like 16 straight seasons of double-digit home runs. And I was like, there's no way he can do it. He's batting 375, Robbie Cano, by the way. Yeah. He He just doesn't have enough at-bats to get up there. I think he just got there. I think Gary said he just got there. Um, And I said this to Vin before the, the baseball season started. I said, there's no way in a short season this guy with no legs is going to hit double-digit home runs. For the 17th straight year, or whatever number, whatever straight year it is, and now he's at seven with a month left. Yeah, and and McNeil's finally heating up as well with the injuries. He's finally getting adjusted. And like this is well, what his thing has always been. McNeil's thing was has been this year. He's trying to hit the long ball too much. Right. He's right. trying to put the long ball into his game when he's got to realize, like, no, you get on so the long ball guys can knock you in. Um, and I, and I think, I don't think it helps not having Chili Davis also in-house. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that definitely doesn't help. Um, but I think with, that's why I hated that we got Todd Frazier back because now we have to figure out a daily adjustment of where are we going to put Dom? Where well, are we going to put Davis? Well, like, this is we, easy. We need to Cano. play Dom every day. He's earned it so far for this this season. Listen, JD's the guy who's coming off the bench, though. That's what it comes down to because McNeil's going to play second. Right. Jimenez, uh, Rosario's going to play short. Fraser's going to play third. Let's face it. Right now, Todd Fraser's the best defensive third baseman we have. I agree. So you have to play him there. Right. But... You know what I do kind of have a thought process of if this is the way it goes down, couldn't work in the long run. 
is Fraser teaches Jimenez third base. Because then, for years to come, we can see a McNeil, Rosario, Jimenez, and, uh, and Pete and Dom and, flip-flopping. Right, and Ronnie, hopefully that guy at our farm, Ronnie, I'm dribbling on his last name, too. He's supposed to be real good as well. So. But keep in mind that Jimenez is the reason why they've been trying to move Rosario for, right. two year, for almost two years now. People don't realize that the Mets have been trying to move Rosario because of how much they love Jimenez, who absolutely destroyed. I like it. I, I see. I see why. I see why they like him. Um. Oh, Ronnie Marie, Marico. Yeah. He's ETA in two years, so right. you have some time with him. I the even... real question with Jimenez is, obviously, it's good now that he's up. He's gonna get that sixty game. Try obviously he played he he got up to double A last year, yes, very little amount of time though right, so uh, like I don't remember it it doesn't matter like he didn't get enough experience in the double double and triple he A played, for him. he had 117 games in double A last year last okay. year was his full double A year so he right. would have he would have been in Syracuse to start the year right. in a regular year. But you know who else you gotta kind of feel bad for? Gamore. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> that guy. And, that guy. Yeah, I, he keeps but, playing well when he's here. But he he's is the Clint Fraser is. of the Mets. I like I like Yorme. He is a the ben, He's the typical bench player that he's able to pinch hit. He's able to play three positions, and I'm sure if we ask him to play first base, he would have no problem doing it. He was our pitcher one of the blowout games. He's a guy that you have to keep on your team, and just yeah. But he's the guy that you take off the roster for, because right. it's either him when or Jimenez to Brooklyn. To, sadly, yes, you're right. It's but... either him or Jimenez to Brooklyn. But Jimenez, you want playing most days, and also right. you trust you. Jimenez is. I'll tell you this about Jimenez's prospect report. It's a glove. You're not looking at his bat. Right, right. That's he's what everybody you, was saying when he got. He's going to give up. you two seventy a year. If if he's on, he's giving you 270. If he's off, he's hitting 240, 250, which isn't big drop, right? You're okay with that for a guy who's going to have a glove like him. That's what the, that's what they're looking for. The problem is, is Rosario is going to hit 300 and give you defensive plays. And big football news: Leonard Fournette to Tampa. Yeah, I was waiting for you to break it. I saw it. Uh... It just got the. It's gonna alert. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I saw uh, Shef- Shefty's tweet. <laughs> Tommy making sure. <laughs> they have like you know ten what? running backs in Tampa now. You realize that? Oh, Shady's, Shady's there. still there. Yeah. You know what though? Shady Ronald Jones the third. Yeah. Oh man, all the people that drafted Ronald Jones thinking he. Was I have him ball. in one of my leagues. There goes that. Well, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to hold on to him. I don't trust Fernet to stay healthy. And you well. don't know what McCoy's going to bring. Well, uh, I don't I, I don't think McCoy's really going to bring anything because he saw what he did with the, the Chiefs, and we all know his history with uh, Andy Reid. So, I don't know. 
I think he's he's on the back nine. Obviously, we all know that. And Leonard Fournette's gonna be the the running the back. vulture. Unless what? Leonard Fournette could be end up becoming like the vulture type of running back. Yeah, but he's he's still good. I think he. Man, you, I th- the Jaguars suck. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, he could definitely probably isn't the least laziest. He looks kind of lazy at times. Let's be real, but he still has that talent that, like, with the right guy, like Tom Brady as your quarterback, and and the wide receivers and Gronk, like, it's pretty nice, man pretty nice situation to be going into so thank god our drafts thank god our drafts are this weekend all my drafts are next week so we can see what's going on when Fournette goes into the buccaneer colors and and we see what happens but yeah i'm excited football season's here we'll talk about that in a bit but, um but yeah Luis coming right the... back to brooklyn that's my opinion what? Gorm- Gorm- Luis gilmore back to brooklyn yeah, it sucks, but you're right. Because like it, I said, you keep him and his here and let Fraser teach him third base. Then you have a nice young uh, you have a nice young infield. You play Dom in left field who hasn't been terrible. Mm-hmm. See, Dom's been holding his own. It's the only problem. It's him and Nimmo being in the same outfield. Nimmo, for the most part, can get to balls. He just, like, I don't know. And then Nimmo and Conforto in the outfield, you're like, Cano, Cano's got to accept the fact that he's a DH for his career. I think he's starting to realize that. Him he batting... did, but he gave a nasty attitude about it. He's like, I want to play second base. But I think him batting 380 now is uh, different now. I think he's seeing that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hockey. Um... <sighs> the Islanders, man, they're... Unfortunately, they lost uh, another heartbreaking loss last night, but they're still up 3-2. They're playing really hard. They just got to stop having rough first periods. No, uh, that's fine because they're completely dominating the third period. and that's I, I, I agree. And but The first period means nothing when you dominate the third period. I, I know it means nothing, but it would be nice to get ahead of themselves and play with the lead especially what happened last night in Game 2 with the losses. But the way the Islanders are playing defensively, they're playing their system, and they're no, you're, there's no quitting with this team, basically. With, with the no quitting this team, like you mentioning with the third period, like they, they were able to score two quick goals both times that they were down double-digit, goal, uh, two goal leads in Game 2 and game last night was Game 5. So... Whatever, now they get to be the home team in clinch. (laughs) Yeah, the quote-unquote home team. Um, You know what? This is actually beneficial because the league had this stupid idea. Like, the dumbest idea ever. So, Eastern and Western Conference Finals are both going to be in Edmonton, and the Stanley Cup Finals are going to be in Edmonton. Okay, fine. I'm fine with that because you don't want the teams traveling, all that fun stuff. Fine. The league had this stupid idea that... They were going to do it where games, if the Islanders won game five, they were going to rush to have games one and two and play them in Toronto and then oh, have the teams travel to Edmonton. 
Oh, that would have been stupid. So, <laughs> kind of, thankfully, the Islanders lost, even though that's not... Right, like because not only did the Islanders lose, Vegas lost. So now both of those games are going to Game 6s on Thursday. You got um, Dallas and Colorado right now while we're recording, playing Game 5, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. 5 or 6. Um... I believe it's game, it's game six, and Dallas is up 3-2 in the series, 1-1 in the game, right? So if Dallas ends up winning this game, right, and Vegas wins tomorrow night, there you go. Saturday's game one, they're already there. Now you tell the two East, if the Islanders win, perfect. The Islanders now travel, Sunday's game one, right? Game seven for the Islanders is Saturday. So if the Islanders end up losing Thursday and the Western is done, the Islanders play Saturday, they they winner of the game and Tampa travel on Sunday during the Western Conference game one. Tuesday's game one. Sunday, Tuesday. League has this idea of, hey, if we just congest everything together, it's going to make everything a lot better. But it's like, ugh, just breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, 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 I really don't have. Like the Islanders are playing fine. Like they're they're playing fine. Like, they're, can they fix a couple things? Yeah. The one of the game uh, game four the night they they won. Oh, was it game four or three? Game, I forget. I'm, they're all blur because they were all last week. That the Islanders didn't even play their best game, and they still found a way to pull it out. And like, that's like I was telling Vin the other day. And I probably was Brian. I, I forget who it was, but it's just in our lifetime as Islander fans and just watching the Islanders, like they're so close from the Eastern Conference Finals that we've never saw it. And just how great to have the coach in coaching and and Lou, Lou Ramarello building the team and like how just a system like you could just see the system working and the players buying into that system on how good they are and they're so close from the conference championship it's just like ah they're right there man like we i would never never in a million years just everything's going right for the islanders finally after the last 25 years granted we've they had moments here and there but now it's just like yeah like we're right there going to the conference championship if if they do win obviously Thursday or, or if they make it to game 7 obviously they would have to play the lightning obviously a lot of people are going to pick the lightning they're going to be the clear underdogs in the series but with the Islanders system defense rule defense wins championships in every sport and goaltending wins champ, championships in every sport why not them I'm not saying they will do it, but why not them? You know what I mean? Um, See, like, if I was the league, I'm telling Tampa, like, hey, go travel there now. Yeah, here's that what's would gonna be happen. the smartest thing you have to do. The quickest way, the quicker you get into the hotel room, you'll, the hotel, you'll be, a, you'll be there. And then the quicker we can get you guys in a practice facility to start working in Edmonton. Because remember, there's also a time change that they got to go through. Right. And we we both know we've both traveled on time changes. It's not easy that first night, okay, right. to get sleep. So now, if they're there, the next day after whoever wins the Islander Flyer series, 
The next day they're traveling. There's your day to get accustomed. The next the day after that you're on you're on a practice schedule. The right. day after that's game one, right? If they want to conceal all those things. But again, the the league is just they're not being smart about it, in my opinion. And that's the sad thing. Like the league has done so good this whole bubble situation that it's just like, oh come on guys. Just so close. So freaking close. Um but like you can't really say anything bad about the Islanders. Like they've been playing this is a hard fort series and no one expected them to sweep and vice versa. Yeah, the 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 two games that they lost were gut wrenching because of where the way they bounced back and moved it back to overtime. Right. Obviously. Bone country. But the next game, the Islander the game four, the Islanders oh, game three, the Islanders bounced back and it was a completely different team as if it never happened. The Islanders obviously need to do that again tomorrow night. I'm really loving the line combination. Obviously, the B line is phenomenal with uh, Blue and uh, Bailey and uh, Brock Nelson just dominating for the most part. Uh, I actually like the recreation of, I guess it's the third line now, but it's two-thirds of the fourth line with... Uh, with uh, Cal and Casey with uh, Derek Broussard. That was just that was just to put a little offense on that line at the end of the game. But you'll I, never see it. You'll never see it again. I could have sworn the I've whole seen overtime they were back. They were Not back to the, the regular line with Matt Martin on that. Obviously. That's the fourth line. That's going to be agree, the fourth line. You'll it, never unless you need offense. Only reason that was like that. Barzell wasn't around to take faceoffs. He got hurt late in the game yesterday, and so they had to put Casey on the ice. So they said, "Casey, go play with Cal and Broussard to give a little bit offense." Martin's right. not an offensive player. We we know that, but I'm just saying we've definitely seen, I've saw that I've we've seen the lineup enough, and both times they generated and they controlled the puck pretty well in the offensive zone. So I I did like that combination. If they go back to it, which like you said, highly unlikely unless they need to. That would be a good. I would be okay with that lineup. Uh, just and any word on? Um, obviously, I think Brazil. Uh, Matt's gonna be fine, ready to go for tomorrow night because he was a hockey player. But did they say? Yeah, they said he's he he's trending in the right direction. What? There. So part of the agreement with the bubble was no release right, that's right, that's on right. any information. So basically, Trotz's response was. He's trending in the right direction. Stick missed his eye. That's all that needs to be said. Right. right. Apparently, him and Vigneault were also in an elevator together yesterday after the game. So, Vigneault was able to kind of check. It was more of like a Vigneault trying to check on him. So, of course, it was one of those like cool things. Like Even they said Giroux reached out to him like just to check on him because well, he, he knew it was the, good. It was a scary situation. When he saw the video of the high stick and he, he even gave the, oh, shit. <laughs> So, yeah, basically with that. Um, so have have what have, what have you been doing for the the, the playoff games? Or are you just been watching where I can, watching where I can. Um, right. you know the Blue and Orange Army watches some of the games on the beach out in Babylon. Um, a couple other viewing parties have occurred as well. Um, just making sure we're doing. Due diligence, you know, of course, with the, the whole COVID thing, being smart about everything. Uh, most Mostly been watching at home. 
uh, a couple games here or there, I've gone out. Right. So, so, other than that, yeah. So with that being said, hopefully the Islanders find a way to play well in game six and bring on the Tampa Bay Lightning. But we know, we know tomorrow's going to be a hard fourth 60 minutes. Only take 60 minutes, hopefully, but we'll, we'll see what happens with the Islanders tomorrow. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact SN Snapshots now alright so this week's top 5 list uh, it's been that kind of a downer episode that we haven't even mentioned this gentleman's name um, it all started on Saturday when the whole world found out he passed away from 4 years worth of colon cancer and just nobody knew no one knew like in all the group text messages I was in and all the single text messages I was in and it was just like did any like did I like was one of those did I miss something did you miss something kind of thing like we all didn't know and in the day of age that like the day of age like the simplest people are stalking they got cameras everywhere like they kept, his family did a phenomenal job keeping it on the wraps. Obviously, the doctors can't say anything, so we would have never found out. But like, just uh, just rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. It's just it's just really sad. It's just, it's just really sad, and especially finding out that he did all his main movies of like his breakout movies the last four years, having stage three colon cancer. Like, all his Black Panther stuff was with colon cancer. And all the other movies was just... Wow. It's just... It's like, like that one, like, just as much as if you hear earlier... If, if you listened earlier to how when Steve broke the news that Tom Sear passed away, that was my exact reaction when I found out Chadwick passed away on Saturday. And I'll start off with the top five movies... Um, I know me and Ben <laughs> go back and forth, and I'm going to say it later later in it, but today I saw um, today I saw the Five Bloods that were on Netflix. It was pretty good, but I don't think I would put it in my top, top five. I would have to say his part, and it was a, not the biggest part, but his part in Affinity War, it was it's pretty good like like he was he wasn't in for a lot but Infinity War he wasn't a lot the only one he really wasn't in a lot was um the the last one Civil right. War and, oh yeah well Civil... that, but that yeah Civil War he wasn't in a lot but yeah sorry yeah Infinity War he was in a lot and then Endgame he wasn't in until towards the end because he was one of the snap so I will go Endgame first because he wasn't in that corner quote the longest but it was our first time seeing him in Civil War we'll get into that later on so number 5 with him is Endgame 
Sorry. Sorry, Black. Um, right. Okay. Um, so for number five for me was actually his recent movie. And this goes also because, like, one of the main reasons I watched it wasn't really because of him. It was actually uh, Taylor Kistner um, from Friday Night Lights was in it as well. Um, called 21 Bridges. Um, and that's supposed to be coming on, out uh, uh, this week sometime. They're uh, supposed to be releasing all of his movies onto Netflix um, within the next couple of weeks. And right. that one's one that everyone's got to see. Um, it's a movie. It's a little different. It's different than everything else. He's kind of trying to protect everybody and be a cop more than anything else. And he just does a great job playing the role once again. Um He's one of those actors, like, whatever role he's given, he makes the adjustments to pers- to be that role. And it's right. a great job by him. I, I watched, like I mentioned before, I watched The Five, uh, the five Bloods. And it was a very, it was a pretty good movie. Spike, it was a Spike Lee movie. But he wasn't, he, obviously he was one of the main characters. But he wasn't the main character in the movie, like obviously all his moments were important and he was phenomenal in it but it, it's hard to explain i don't want to ruin you ruin the movie for it but i would it wouldn't be on my top five but i would recommend it and like you said with the 21 bridges i did want to see it when it came out and i just never got to it it was one of those all right when it comes out on netflix or prime or any of those sites i'll go watch it um but my number four would have to be uh, Civil War. Um, just the quick, just the quick, the first time we see him along with everybody else that we haven't seen. Just like everything hits you at once. Like, holy crap, that's so-and-so. Holy crap, that's so-and-so. Holy crap, that's so-and-so. Granted, I wasn't the biggest comic book guy. I really know by the movies. But like you, when you saw him, you're like, "All right, this guy is gonna be awesome," kind of thing. So that that was my first time seeing it, and just, all right, uh, we got the Black Panther finally in the Marvel universe. Let's see what happens with that. Right. Okay. Um. So my number four is actually again away from Marvel. Uh, Get on up. Um. That was a good one. I didn't watch the whole movie, so that's it's why it's actually I on HBO. It's right. funny enough um, that I was clicking through TV channels Saturday night and clicking through and I get to HBO and I was looking to see what was on and I saw it was on. I clicked on it just so it was like background noise while I was going through to see what else, see if any other movies, because it was actually closer to the end of it. And right. so I had it on just to kind of like watch the end of it and... Once I changed the channel, that's when I got the alert of him passing. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way that I was just literally watching his movie. Yeah, I, I'll i probably go back and watch it now. But when I did watch it, I didn't really, like, I was watching, but I wasn't really watching. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, that's why it's not on my list. But it was the minutes, the time that I did watch it. It was pretty solid, but I didn't watch the whole thing, so that's why it's not on my list. Yep, okay, so yeah, that's my number four. My number three, um, I know I give this movie a lot of shit, and it's not the most realistic movie, and when Vin hears me say it, he's going to laugh at me and mock me, 
But obviously, Devontae's Mac character in this movie makes the whole movie. And <laughs> <laughs> obviously, why the the whole story I don't love, but the whole Devontae's Mac, it's not his fault that the movie was whatever, but Devontae's Mac side of the movie was well done and he did a phenomenal job in draft day. The, the, the most unrealistic trade day of all time. Right. But he, he was. Yeah, I'm going to trade away my the first overall pick for three picks. I'm going to give you the first overall pick for three and picks. And then get it back. And then somehow get it back. Get it back. <laughs> and still end up with both a running back and. And the linebacker. Right. Oh, what a funny movie that was. Okay. Um, so my number. Three was Civil War. Um, just being introduced to him as, like you said, as a character in the Marvel movie. Just like I was excited about it because they showed it in the previews that he was coming in. Um, but when you actually saw it on screen, just the whole way, all the way through, was just incredible. Um, the way he was, the way he acted, and the whole thing. Um, so Civil War is going to be my number two. My number three, sorry. Yeah, number three. Um, my number two is uh, 42. That's really the first time I knew who he was without, like, all right, this guy is a pretty good actor. Obviously, we all know the storyline behind Jackie Robinson, him being the first African-American baseball player, and he did just a phenomenal job portraying Jackie Robinson. So that's easily my number two. Okay, so my number two is actually going to be Black Panther itself. Um, just again, another great job by him, just playing the part. And now, like, even looking back, just kind of thinking about like all the stunts that were done and all the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of CGI, of course, as everybody knows. Um, but just like all the like running and jumping and the little things that he did do. And now looking back on that, thinking about, oh my god, you did that with colon cancer, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you you are a huge part of the Marvel universe with colon cancer. Like, right. So that's your number two. It's my number one. It's just, um, pound for pound, one of the best Marvel movies. And it's it's funny. Like, it's funny. Like he, Black Panther isn't one of the like core like main Avengers. And then after watching that movie. It was perfectly done, and it just what everything, everything we were talking about with like how the black culture gravitated towards the Black Panther, the uh, superhero, and how just not just the black community. Obviously, they play a big part of it because it's like wow, we finally have our first superhero that is ours, and it's he he shows the dominance of a quote unquote black man and black culture and everything like that and just overall like how good of a character he was being that and everybody's questioning who should be the next black panther and i heard i read i'm gonna go into that in a little bit right (laughs) and have an idea and it's sort of like and when someone said it and i absolutely agree with him i don't i hope i'm not taking what you're gonna say later 
it's the Black Panther should be sort of what Batman is. Like, yes, like it's his ab- adaptation of Black Panther. Who's going to be the next Black Panther? And let's see what his adaptation is for being the Black Panther kind of thing. And that, and um, we'll get to your number one now. It's just going to be interesting. Unfortunately, he died, quote unquote, too young for him to actually do more roles. Like he's he obviously broke out, but he he could he could have been a Denzel and he, all those other guys in the couple of years or two like like he was on that trajectory and he was already coming out with great movies and it's just it's really sad to see so uh what is your number one number one's gonna be 42 um right. not only him but harrison ford in that who's one of my favorite actors um right. just in general playing that role taking the beating that he had to take in that movie you know being accepting of being like yo I'm going to take on this role. This is going to be my role. Like, um, you know what? Um, crazy thing. Nobody realizes, um, what was that, that football movie with Dennis Quaid as the coach? Um, it was about Ernie. Was it Ernie Banks? Was it? not Ernie Banks. Um, Jim, Br- the Syracuse football team. Oh, uh, express. That was a good movie. You Basically know, he's, this. he's in that movie. He's oh, I the didn't third that. running back. So it's Jim Brown, and then it's Ernie Davis. Ernie. And then there's a third running back that Ernie Davis goes to recruit like Jim Brown did with him. Chad Basswick plays that third running back. So if you actually watch the movie, he's actually at the end of that. So, But anyway, still, this kid literally was phenomenal in 42. I thought that role was one of like like you said we know the we know the story but nobody's ever turned it into what what that movie was and that movie is one of like my favorite all-time movies now because I just love watching it I watch it before baseball season every year because it's just great to watch um if I can of course Jackie Robinson day unless I'm busy with 8000 other things um but still um it's a great movie to watch and you know just you know, always something to... You're always thinking about that stuff. Especially with, like, again, another guy we talked about earlier, Tom Seaver. We never got to watch play. So to finally get right. that movie behind Jackie Robinson... And also, let's think about it. Tom Seaver, yeah, there's a lot of highlight videos of him. There's not a lot with Jackie Robinson from when he played. Right. So we don't really get to see that and, in, in the back and, story of it, too. We don't really get right. to see and, and with that as well, I think on top of that as well is the point of just one of those things of like we never really heard him speak we've heard like things here and there and it's just one of those like like we've seen Tom Seaver talk we've seen obviously we've seen uh, Chadwick talk and act and everything like that it's just like Jackie Robinson was like the great unknown like kind of thing yeah we read books we watched the video of him stealing home plate and what he had to deal with but like I'll take it back. Remember when we first started this list and was more sports oriented and we, we did the, if we could go back into time and watch events that we weren't alive for sporting events. And I did say, I would love to see um, just one game at Brook, uh, at Ebbets field and see the Brooklyn Dodgers. Cause let's face this. 
face it, we both would have been Brooklyn Dodger fans. And that's why I don't mind the LA Dodgers. Like, a little part of me, like, yeah, if they beat the Mets, I'll be mad and I don't like that. But a little part of it, for me, it's like part of my history as well. So I don't mind rooting for them, kind of, sort of say. I know people, Mets fans who were born or who saw 88, they would, they would disagree with me. I've, I've had those conversations, but just knowing my history, I, I would have been a Dodger fan. So I don't mind them. So it was cool to see going to LA last year where, how they still recognize Jackie Robinson and they still obviously recognize Jackie Robinson, but they still recognize their roots of Brooklyn and there's certain stuff with Brooklyn stuff like that, which was pretty cool. So it's, it was cool to see Jackie, like how obviously influence Jack Robinson obviously is to the whole league, but obviously with the Dodgers still being in LA. Right, 100%. Um, so you mentioned the idea of moving forward to Black Panther. So right now they're working out trying to figure out what to change for Black Panther 2. So I'm going to give you a little comic history now. Which, right. you know, we talked earlier about things that need to be done, changes-wise, right? Black Panther was that first black leading movie you know yeah well, Luke Cage came out whatever right as yeah. a Netflix show and it was pretty good but right but this is not yeah the, the, Luke this Cage is, is not- nothing compared to what Luke Cage compared to Black Panther of course right so in the comics there's actually a storyline and this is going to kind of go back to do you remember the first ever Fantastic Four movie with Jessica Alba the yeah. first one Chris Evans a little bit. Yeah. And okay. check lit. Okay, yeah. cool. So you remember the the what happened, the bad guy, Doctor's Doctor Doom came out, right? Right. That guy actually is part of the Black Panther story as well. In which okay. he actually causes the Black Panther to go into a coma. Okay. Okay. Now in this comic, while he's in the coma, they need a new Black Panther. So okay, his so sister, his sister takes on the powers. See, and that's perfect way to blend it in because now you're not changing anything African in the story. American woman to be the power figure. Right now, 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 oh. not only are you making the change, now are you not just continuing the story? You're also using the comic, right? You're keeping it realistic, like the comic was, and also you're getting that I did major see that black some places female lead right. in the movie right and she was and we we all know how badass she was both in all the movies she right started she was the so, she was the brains behind the black panther stuff right so, so now you have no you, no one would have a problem with that that's that's the storyline they need to go with in my right. opinion how black far panther are they into into black panther 2 they weren't they didn't even start yet they were going to start like right before okay COVID. so they're going to basically start fresh now right and, just and as we know you know technology you can cgi right uh his head onto somebody i'm sure his his well remember well again another thing he kept in secret getting married a couple of months before he passed right so if they ask her, I'm sure, kind of similar to what they did with Fast and the Furious. Kind of let, like, get his, like, features be CGI'd into the movie. 
Right. You know, to get that concussion, can get to coma, and then you can move forward with her becoming Black Panther. Right. I think that's what they should do. That would be too perfect, honestly. And and have his have the sister become the new Black Panther because we've seen how badass she really is. No one would have a problem with it unless they drastically mess it up, which we highly doubt would happen, especially on how they did uh, Captain Marvel. And Black Widow was supposed to be good. And obviously, they're going to wait another year for that to be released. But we all know we've seen the coming attractions to it. It looks pretty well done as as well. So we we see Marvel with the female lead. This would be no different. And it would be the be the right call. And obviously. they said there was a scene in Endgame that was never released where where all the women were just basically hanging was just basically badass kit and beating everybody up at the end. Right. So they they want to go in that direction and bring more of these female leads and like promote the female characters from the comics. So this would be the perfect scenario of not only are you going to promote one of the people that are already in the movie, so it makes it a lot easier. Right. Somebody who was awesome in the movies and very well received in the movies, but now you're also getting a black female lead in the movie. Right. Which is going to be huge too. Um so before we go, a statement from Fred and Jeff Wilpon has been released officially. Uh, we are devastated to learn of the passing of Mets legend and baseball Hall of Famer Tom Seaver. Tom was nicknamed the franchise and Tom Terrific because of how valuable he truly was to our organization and our loyal fans. As his number 41 was the first player retired by, organi- by the organization in 1988, he was simply the greatest Mets player of all time and among the best ever to play the game, which accumulated with his near unanimous induction into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1992. Beyond beyond the multitude of awards, records, accolades, World Series championships, all-star appearance, and just overall brilliance, we will always remember Tom for his passion and and devotion to his family, the game of baseball, and his vineyard. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his wife Nancy, daughter Sarah, and Anne, and four grandsons Thomas, William, Henry, and Tobin. Rest in peace, franchise. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver, although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local.